0: Hello friends. Uh, Welcome to this Good Friday gathering. Uh, This is the first Good Friday service that we have been able to do at Parkview in a long, long time because we usually need to start having Easter services like three or four days before Easter so we can get all the services in. So typically that Cuts out a good Friday service. So I'm, I'm so glad uh, that we can be together today. And I want to thank you uh, for welcoming Parkview uh, into your home. Uh, this is just, uh, this is exciting. Uh, but, but the truth is, it's also challenging, right? Uh, as, as we realize, you know, the sobering conditions that make this service possible. And so here's what I'd love for you to do. Today, I would love for you just to dim some lights or or maybe light some candles to kind of set the mood for this message. Or if you have a fireplace, you know, maybe you could cozy up to your fireplace and, and that'll get us all in the right place for this message. You know, over the last few months, our world has gotten pretty dark. And there are all kinds of names that people have given to this season. Sometimes people call it the crisis, uh, the coronavirus crisis. Uh, Sometimes people call it COVID-19. Some people who are really technical call it, you know, the the SARS-CoV-2. That's like the technical name for it, I think. Some people just call it CV. Some people call it the plague. Some people call it the great quarantine. Some people call it the pandemic, right? But no matter what you have heard it called, no one is calling it the good virus. And no one refers to this as the good pandemic. And yet, as we come to these last few days in the life of Jesus, we call today Good Friday. What? I mean, why is that? How did we get there? You see, there's not a single follower of Jesus living in that first century during the days of Jesus who would have called today good. You see, for Jesus' followers and his closest friends, today was anything but good. The sad Friday, yeah. The unexpected Friday, absolutely. The unbelievable Friday, no doubt about it. The last Friday, I'm sure that's how a lot of them felt. You see, this was like the day for the followers of Jesus. This, this was like a time of mourning for them, a time of loss, a time of disappointment and unfulfilled expectations and grieving and that sort of thing. And today the truth is that many of us are grieving many different losses. Maybe you're grieving a friend or a loved one who has lost their life fighting this virus or maybe it's a high school or college graduation that you had been planning and looking forward to for many many years you know our daughter Ruby was looking forward to graduating from college this May and now it's like who knows how that's going to happen who knows when that's going to happen or if that's going to happen and it's just hard it's hard Maybe you're grieving the loss of a season of sports because you got in shape and you tried out and you made the team, but then you're never going to get to play a game because it's like the whole season was canceled. Or maybe for you, it's a wedding. I mean, you've had your wedding on the books for, for months or maybe even for years, and you were so excited, you know, to have everybody come together and, and meet up and you were going to walk down the aisle and everybody's going to be eating and everybody was going to be dancing. And now that wedding celebration? Well, (laughs) I'm pretty sure it's changed venues. Um, It's probably gotten a lot smaller and um, maybe it's even being canceled. Or maybe the thing you're missing or grieving is the birth of your child or your grandchild, because you know, we can't have very many people in the hospital right now. And so you're going to miss the birth of a new baby. Or maybe you're just missing and grieving some little simple things like walking with your neighbor or working out with your friends or meeting up with a coworker for lunch or gathering face-to-face with your small group or just hugging your grandma. Maybe all you want to do is like hug your grandma and you can't really do it, right? I mean, we're grieving right now as we experience this separation and we let go of lots of different things. And I just want you to know today that it's okay for us to grieve. That's kind of what Good Friday is all about. But if you can, Parkview, if if you can for just a, a few moments, try and put yourself in the shoes of those first followers of Jesus. Can you imagine the grief, the disbelief that they must have felt I mean, they'd been walking and talking and eating and sleeping and doing life with Jesus for many years. And and Jesus was the Messiah, which his friends and his followers to them, that meant that he was going to usher in the kingdom of God either by military strength or political strength, but either way, they were a part of something big, like huge. They were a part of God's plan and they were probably gonna be promoted and they were definitely gonna be prosperous is probably the way they felt. They were living in some exciting days and, and I just think they were full of hope. But then, all of that changed when they had a meal together in an upper room Jesus told them that one of them was going to betray Him, and then He pointed out Judas. And from there, things spin out of control pretty quickly. Jesus was arrested. He was beaten and flogged within an inch of His life. He was brought into a court where they really couldn't find anything wrong, but there were all kinds of crowds of people gathered around the court who kept screaming, crucify Him, crucify Him, crucify Him. In fact, in the Bible, in John chapter 19 starting in verse 16. Take a look at what this says. Finally, Pilate handed him over to them to be crucified. And so the soldiers took charge of Jesus. Carrying his own cross, he went to the place of the skull, which in Aramaic is called Golgotha. And here they crucified him with two others, one on each side and Jesus in the middle. And Pilate had a notice prepared and he fastened it to the cross and it read Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. Later, knowing that all was now completed and so that the scriptures would be fulfilled, Jesus said, I am thirsty. And a jar of wine vinegar was there. And so they soaked a sponge in it and they put the sponge on a stalk of hyssop plant and they lifted it to Jesus' lips. And when he had received the drink, Jesus said, it is finished. And with that, he bowed his head and he gave up his spirit. This right here, this is a life shattering season for these friends and these, and these followers of Jesus. It's very, very difficult, I promise. It's so difficult for them to understand exactly what is happening. My friend Mark Moore says it like this, they expected a king who would conquer their enemies, but what they got was a savior who would die for their sins. Jesus would not kill his enemies, but die for them, which was entirely surprising. Now, let me bring us back to the present. You and I, we have been living with this whole six-foot thing, right? It's called social distancing. I had no idea what social distancing was a couple of months ago, but now we do. Social distancing, or some people are calling this heaven on earth. That's for introverts, right? Heaven on earth for all the introverts. But the fact is this, as we move more and more of our lives online, this whole idea of Zoom has become like a verb to us i mean people are having all kinds of zoom celebrations they're doing zoom birthday celebrations maybe you've been a part of a zoom birthday i was a part of a zoom birthday for my mom or maybe a zoom wedding there's all kinds of cyber ceremonies going on through zoom and there's even zoom babies being born zoom babies it's amazing And the truth is all this social distancing has caused us to realize how much we really took for granted just being together and being outside. I feel like this meme captures it pretty well the way a lot of us are feeling and acting. The first part says how we are normally, you know, with our heads in our phones and our tablets and things like that. And then here's people during quarantine. You know, we all want to be outside and we all want to be saying hello to people and we all want to be getting exercise all of a sudden. And it's pretty, pretty crazy. But, But the thing is, the reason we are gathered online today is just to keep some space, right? To keep six feet or more so that we can stay healthy. In this pandemic, six feet evidently makes all the difference. And as we think about how dark this this COVID-19 virus has become, there's also a few little sparks of light. I've been thinking about this the last few days, and here's one of them. People uh, are getting more intentional with their time and their energy and their resources. In fact, on the front page of the Parkview website, there's two buttons there. One of the buttons is if you need help, and the other button is if you want to help someone else. And it's pretty cool. In this season of separation, there are all kinds of people reaching out and serving other people. It's kind of a bright spot. Another bright spot in this darkness is that churches all around the world, all around our country, big churches and small churches, they're all beginning to embrace technology. And they're actually making more and more and more and more people aware of the love and the sacrifice of Jesus by moving so much ministry online And maybe another bright spot for you, it could be that you're meeting some of your family members that you completely forgot lived in your house because you've been so busy, right? For so long. I know that we're all being reminded right now of the things that matter the most. And in some ways, I guess it took a pandemic to help some of those dark things come into the light. You see, when Jesus went to the cross, He also went to battle against a pandemic of sorts. The world was infected with sin. In the Bible, in Philippians chapter 2, it talks about how Jesus let go of His grip on heaven. He let go of heaven where there was no pandemic and where there was no sin. And He came down here to this earth where the pandemic of sin was running rampant. And Jesus walked with us, and He talked with us, and He ate with us, and Jesus got close to us. And then what happened is this, in a move that no one could imagine, He took on our sin when He went to the cross. One of my very favorite verses in the whole Bible is 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. And it says, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. You see what happened there, friends? He took on the virus to save us from the virus. You see that? Jesus took on the virus to save us from the virus. No one fully understood why he needed to travel down that road that Friday. But today we understand, today we realize that the perfect sacrifice of Jesus on the cross was the only vaccine for the pandemic of sin. You see, the wood of the cross, like Pastor Tim mentioned last weekend, right? The wood of the cross. I know a lot of you made Wooden crosses this week. Pastor Tim asked us to do this, and here's my wooden cross. And and I'll be honest with you, it's made out of like driftwood from the beach. And I wish I could tell you I actually made this, but I I, am not that crafty. I didn't make it. A friend made it for me. But but when you think of the crosses, and you think about what Jesus did for us on that wooden cross, and the fact it was the only vaccine for the pandemic of sin. You see, here's the thing, Parkview. Good Friday isn't a holiday that we really want, but it's a holiday that we really need. Think of it this way. We want this whole six feet of social distancing thing to come to an end, right? I mean, we want this stay-at-home thing to end. We want to get back, you know, to what we're doing. We want to get back to life and back to work and being with friends. And it's so hard to be cooped up and in our houses and restricted. And and the truth is we're probably not sure how much longer we can do this. But here's the, here's what, here's the thing. If it will really make a difference, if six feet will really make a difference, If six feet will really stop the spread and flatten the curve, if six feet will really save people's lives, we will do it, right? I mean, if it'll really save people's lives, we'll do it. And you know what I think? You know what I would say on this Good Friday? That is also why Jesus did it. You see, Jesus knew that his sacrifice would save our lives. You know, researchers say that the average male height is right around six feet tall, plus or minus a few inches. And they also say that your wingspan from like fingertip to fingertip is a one-to-one ratio. And that means if Jesus is like average height these days, the distance from Jesus' fingertip to his fingertip is about six feet Is that crazy? Six feet. Jesus spread out his arms, six feet on the cross in an effort to defeat the pandemic of sin and show us all what love really looks like. Today, in all of our lives, there is literal and there's like metaphorical six feet of separation There's the literal six feet of separation that we have between ourselves and others during this crisis. And that's a challenge, right? But sometimes even more challenging and and more perplexing and more frustrating are the other areas of our life where we also experience separation. But what about the six feet of separation we feel between addiction and recovery, right? Sometimes that six feet seems like six miles. It's like you're so close to recovery, but yet it's also so far away and out of reach sometimes. And it's the same way in our homes. The six feet that we feel between our self and our spouse, sometimes who lives in the same house, right? I mean, we're so close to each other in proximity, less than six feet apart, but that six feet can feel like 6,000 miles if we're not on the same page relationally and emotionally, spiritually, physically, and all those things. And what about the six feet that a lot of times we feel between ourselves and God? Sometimes God, I think if we're honest, sometimes God feels like He is a million miles away. And we wonder, How do I overcome this addiction? and How do I repair things with my spouse? Or how do I repair things with my kids or my neighbor or my boss or my best friend? And and how do I get close to God again? Here's the deal, Parkfield. If you have any of those things around in your mind, here's the deal. That is what Good Friday is all about. That's why we call it good. You see, Good Friday presents to us historical evidence that a man shattered that barrier that separates us from so many good people and so many good things in our lives. Jesus, no doubt about it, Jesus is the way maker when there seems to be no way. And because of Jesus, you and I can come close to God again. You see, friends, we have to pause and realize today that the dark road that Jesus traveled to the cross on Friday is also the road that brought us back to God on Sunday. Right? I mean, it's true. Right now, we're living in like a Friday world. It's like every day basically feels like a Friday right now. It's pretty dark. It's pretty sad. It's kind of scary. There's all kinds of unknowns. It's definitely Friday. But don't forget, friends. Don't forget. Sunday is coming. God bless you, friends, and have a fantastic Easter weekend.